This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Clay, we got your answer uh, for the Devon Lakes Amphitheater. You just got to do the South by Southwest rules. $250 for a band, uh, $100 for a solo artist. Uh, is that in crazy or what? Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So I caught you talking a little bit about it this morning. Yeah. I'll have to catch up on it. I, I, you know, I, I know there's exposure, but I mean, in what world does a $100 solo artist exist? Yeah, no, no. Hundred thousand dollars solo artist, definitely. Yeah. Just for just for context, 2012, the number of acts that played, 2,286. So yeah, it's generally sorry, whoa, whoa. the 300s. Yep. Oh, no, wait, hang on. You you've completely confused me. Yeah, oh yeah. You I'm just lo- said two thousand. Correct. And, and okay, back up. The context has to be given in the sake of context. In two thousand what year? Two thousand twelve. How many artists played? Uh, let me scroll back to it. That would be 2,286. Okay. And there are satellite locations. So, hey, if... if okay. All right. So, But this year, there's 300. So. 385 So how is have the they grown stage. by shrinking to 20% <laughs> of their performing artist? There are different classifications of, of what happens. The satellite stages don't even get the 100 bucks. Okay. And then the headliners get paid to play. Okay. Ah, so everybody else in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be an easy thing to do if you could just, you know, $250 an act. You could have, uh, what, show every night. <laughs> Put a yeah. dome on. Do it year-round. <laughs> uh, so what's the latest on, uh, I know tickets, are, are tickets now for season ticket holders? Yeah, so are, seasons, we've had a couple season ticket holder meetings now uh, last week. And so um, they have their information to decide if they want to go in with a um, all-inclusive purchase, where that includes all shows, or we've done a pick 12 pack where you can go in and pick the 12 shows you want to see. Um, but in this year is the cost of the artists have gone up and cost of production has gone up. So we are trying to keep options that if, if someone still wants to pay about the same price that they've been paying for a season ticket, they can do that and they can pick 12 shows they want to come to, or they can still do the all-inclusive uh, if they want to, but the cost has increased on those. How issues. much has that increased? Um, I want to say about 30% from where it was last year. Okay. Well, so, I mean, and that's reflective of what you're paying the artist. It is. And, and for for the first few years of Devon, you know, the, the season uh, ticket holders have been uh, kind of the bread and butter of the Devon. We, we know going into the show, we've at least sold, um, you know, four or 500 tickets going into the show, which helps the budget as you're, you're working through that process. So, um, you know, just as these cost increases, minimum wage, you know, products, everything going up, uh, we had to make some adjustments. So, um, so far that's been, uh, I think widely embraced by the season ticket holders. They get it. Um, and we've given them some options to where if they, if they can't take that, that move up that, uh, they can still go to the shows they want to see uh, this year. All right. Uh, and then when will, uh, our, when are tickets on sale to the general public? It kind of staggers based on, um, the artist and when we get the contract signed, uh, those will start going on sale probably in the next couple weeks. Some of them are on sale right now. And okay. Some are. Some okay. Yeah. yeah. There are, where where do people go to find all of this? Uh, you can go to etix or Decatur parks.org will direct you to etix but etix is our ticket provider so you can go on there search for devon lakeshore amphitheater or just devon and it'll pop up what uh, the show offerings we have announced so far uh, I will tell you here in the next 10 days, it's going to be a, a busy uh, next week and a half because we are going to roll out all, basically all the remaining announcements that we can. Um, we did secure a major R&B artist uh, that will be coming this summer. However, that artist 
is not going to announce our tour until April, so they won't let us make that announcement. So um, a lot of this is controlled by the artists. We don't have... Uh, and then they'll go up on their website in March, and yeah. everybody will be caught off guard. Yeah, but that's hard because, you know, you need two to three months to sell tickets to get the mass volume you need to have. You can't announce a show and then have it in a month. So um, we're working with that artist here today. It'll probably be a later date in the summer to give us some time to sell tickets. But, uh, yeah, we're excited about that one to announce in April, and then there's a couple other big announcements to be rolling out here in the next 10 days. Okay. Uh, I've got to ask you, uh, let's, I want to go to the zoo story first. Um, I don't like the Herp Aquarium. Oh, mm. oh. I don't like the name. Uh, I don't like to go inside. I, I know it's some people's thing and that's fine. Uh, but it's like, you, oh, let's go see the tortoise. Uh, I don't like creepy crawly and that's what the Herp Aquarium is. You guys are remodeling the Herp Aquarium? We are. We gutted it uh, interior down to the studs. Uh, we received a grant from the Illinois Department of Natural Resources several years ago called a museum grant that uh, helped fund uh, that along with a couple uh, personal donations to, to folk, our firm folks uh, who are connected to our zoo. So um, that is where all, like you said, all of our creepy crawlies. So we've got... So uh, I want to hear about the construction <laughs> process. So because a, you gave me a tease coming into this that then my imagination ran wild. Like I'm just assuming you found more stuff than you normally find when you're doing something in a park pavilion. So Chris Harrison, after one of our board meetings, uh, wanted to go out and check out the kind of before progress uh, at the Herp. So we ran out to the zoo. And the Herp, the nickname's even worse than the full name. <laughs> The Herp Aquarium, or the Creepy Crawly Building. Uh, we went out and uh, walked in the front door, and our construction staff and our, our, our horticulture team was actually helping as well. They're busting up the concrete, and Josh McGrath, our hort superintendent, picks up a chunk of concrete. And on that piece of concrete is a giant hissing cockroach. Now, keep in mind, all the critters had already been moved out. This was a resident who had escaped, had been hiding, and... Uh, uh, everybody ran. It was kind of kind of funny. See, you, you looked at me like I'm crazy. I mean, everybody has the same reaction. So, so then uh, one of the keepers came over to get it with a plastic container and return it back to its family. And um, uh, one of our construction guys said, "So, how many things have gotten loose in here over the years?" And uh, she, I, I think, begrudgingly said, oh, we've had a few escape artists over the years. So uh, fast forward a couple of weeks, the guys again are up working in the attic, uh, tearing out some electrical cords, and they start finding uh, snake skins up in the attic. So um, there are some escapees on occasion at the Herp Aquarium, uh, and we found some of those. So we're, we're continuing to keep our eyes open. But uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, All right. Yeah, these, these people should be getting time and a half. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, that that is, I'll deal with asbestos. I'll deal with anything else. <laughs> Else, snake skins and and gigantic hissing cockroaches and the like. No way. Yeah. Speaking of hissing cockroaches, you know you can call the zoo and name one right now during uh, during uh, Valentine's Day as we come up to it here. You can call the zoo and name a hissing cockroach after someone if you really want to. Nothing says I love you quite like that. Maybe it's the opposite. Folks, you don't love anymore. You name a hissing cockroach. I've got a couple (laughs) ideas there. Uh, All right. Nick, just think about it. You're just Joe Blow construction guy. Good thing you probably got gloves and maybe something you can wield like a hammer. I'm not saying they should kill anything. Uh, Well, wouldn't that be like natural reaction? Uh, Mine would probably be to squeak. And run. Squeak. Yeah. 
like shriek, like a oh, shriek. Squeak is like eek. shriek would be a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, gasp and go, gasp and go. What did we have that moment of paralysis, mm-hmm. just like the very moment of freeze and then go? Yeah, that's why the squeak. <laughs> <laughs> I did see one of our newer construction guys kind of just make a dash for the door, and you know, the door is swinging you know, as he flies out the door, and then he's out, kind of hunched over on his knees, kind of taking deep breaths just to. Gained his composure back because he did, he definitely does not like uh, the creepy crawlies. So uh, we took Look, some encouragement to get him back in the building. But... I'm, I'm, I'm all with that guy. <laughs> I'm all but with that. That's hazard pay. Here's the thing. It's going to be awesome when it's done. Uh, we've got Weber Group uh, who does, who did all the theming for our um, miniature golf courses with all the animals and the fiberglass work and whatnot. They are doing tremendous work on these enclosures. We get daily updates on pictures and questions. And they're working side by side with our zoo staff to provide all the environmental elements and things like that for the animals. So it's going to be an upgraded experience for visitors and upgrade um, home for our, for our animals at the zoo. Are you going to upgrade security so that they're not doing the, the escape from Alcatraz thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, well, that that's a very real concern. You look at uh, not only the, the escape artists, but then look at what's been going on uh, here in the last couple of weeks across the country with zoos and animals, you know, disappearing. Oh, Dallas thing is yeah. crazy. crazy. Yeah, talking about that a lot of how how in the world does that happen so well we had a you know was it the flamingos that mm-hmm. were murdered we flamingo issue. um do you remember that nick i, I yeah. mean it, it was maybe 10 years ago maybe a little more than longer that. Yeah. it was longer yeah. than that yeah yeah you know so i mean it's it, it i don't know how you account for everything i really don't in life anymore i mean you can have every kind of plan put together and people just seem like they I don't know. They continue to amaze us. Yeah. Well, in, in <laughs> awful ways. Well, okay. So the new herp on the way. And did you find snakes? No, didn't find any. Just found snake skins. So I think the ones in the attic were, were baby ones that had, had you know, they can they can they can get out if they really try hard enough. So uh, but the new enclosures are why I don't go into different. the herp. <laughs> Well, think about it. In the old days, it was just an aquarium with a mesh top on it. If you somehow didn't get that all the way on there or whatnot. But the new enclosures we've got going in are all very high-tech and have locks and all that. So uh, there won't be any of those. Snakes want to go. Snakes are going to go. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's, just, that's why they're creepy crawling. Clay, you're, you mentioned the Weber Group. So, like, when you go to uh, large city uh, aquariums or, or zoos, if you're looking at a river exhibit, there might be some fiberglass, like, logs. And it, Are you guys trying to do stuff like that? And, exactly. It'll oh, be cool. a completely different look from what was nice. there where we would throw some sticks in and let mm-hmm. the, you know no this is all fiberglass built in painted themed um it'll be a completely different experience when you walk in the door you know herp used to be very bright where most of the time herp aquariums are darker so you can see the animals better and that's the environment most of them live mm-hmm. in anyway so yeah good uh, making yeah, lots let's, of let's add the dark to it that that's perfect see they're just getting me like more and more selling Wait till me halloween oh <laughs> no Ooh, at the zoo. yeah 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 mr <laughs> squeak <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, I haven't been down to Pier 36 uh, to the marina for a while because it's been winter. Uh, I haven't seen my buddy Todd Mason at the beach house for a while. I need to go down there and uh, grab some lunch or dinner, but I guess there's some new slips going in. There is. We've got 60 additional slips going in. 60. 60. So right now, if you drive by, you'll see two docks set up. Those are 40 slips, and we're going to add three more docks. So the marina uh, development is going well. Uh, the majority of those slips are filled up. There's still a couple spots left if you're interested in, in getting a kind of permanent boat slip on Lake Decatur. But, uh, you know, that Pier 36 project has been uh, envisioned clear back to the Nelson Park Master Plan, and it's, it's neat to see it coming to fruition and folks are taking advantage of it and we're giving people we're giving more people access to the lake who previously just it's, didn't it have it looks so good it is we've cleaned it up you know, new new roadways been paved down through there uh, a lot more runners and and uh, bicyclists going down through there too 
Uh, so, yeah, lots of good things happen down at Pier 36. What do you, what do you think, Nelson Park, uh, you know, I'm not asking you for any inside information, just just overall philosophy. And I, I was part of that Nelson Park, you, you know, master planning, yeah. you, you know, as a community member. And, you know, we see Chandler Park and you see, like, you, you know, the way that whole East End has transformed, you know, yep. with the addition of the amphitheater, the water park, you know, the zoo and the children's museum, obviously, you know, the sculpture i mean it, there's been so so much dramatic change in that area i feel like that park is so poised to become what it's fully capable of being it is and, and one of the really neat things is um you know when you do a master plan like that a lot of times it's it's something you put on the shelf you pull it off for grants and other things uh, when when you know the opportunities come available but um, we, we have taken that Nelson Park master plan and probably completed about 90% of the plan from Splash Cove, the amphitheater, uh, you know, uh, Overlook Mini Golf, the, the natural areas, the fitness park, the marina, um, you know, Todd and the Beach House play a role in that too. So um, a couple of years ago at, at State Conference, um, you know, Bill presented on how to repurpose an 18-hole golf course and do it successfully. And uh, we continue to receive accolades and just comments about how the the level of work we've done to revitalize right. that space. But that, you got a lot of golf course left. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, acreage, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got the frisbee golf, and I don't know that if, unless you play that, that you really know. We uh, they had a big tournament, you know, a couple of years ago that we went down and followed, which yep. was really cool. Yep. Uh, but you you still get into the heart of what you know we used to think of as the entertainment sector, which was the horseshoe, right? Right. You know, to Lake Patrol, and then down in you know, uh, it used to look like just you know some I, I don't know. They've got those things in Brazil where they're all built on top of each other and like 40,000 people live in one little area on a mountainside and it's all like shanty town kind of thing. I mean, that's for a long time that whole, that whole area looked, right? right. I, I go down and down and I see these new piers and it's like, wow, that I mean, that just makes a world of difference. But I just think Chandler Park and all that down there, I know this, the... Sunfish Club and the yacht folks and the and the uh, sailing people like that, but there at one time they were talking about you, you know construction of protect like condominiums, apartments, that kind of thing. I just feel like there's all kinds of potential that now you got like halfway where you can show everybody what it could be. Maybe there's some downhill on doing the rest. Exactly. So so Chandler Cove, uh, as we call it, is that that housing development you referred to. And uh, we are starting to have renewed conversations on that. We, we took a look at that about 10 years ago. Uh, and uh, the timing probably just wasn't exactly right for that. So um, you look at all the positive things that are happening in Decatur right now with all the different businesses and industries coming to town. Um, you know, I, I'm for the first time in a long time kind of seeing that upward trend and, and getting excited about that. And uh, with that comes some challenges in that we don't have the workforce necessarily and we don't have the housing for that workforce. So um, looking at the channel code development, when that was proposed, that was, you know, a couple hundred units possibly going in there uh, to provide that that um, condo type environment. Uh, if you look at kids who are coming, I say kids, young adults who are just graduating from college, you know, they're used to that campus town feel uh, to have, you know, high density, um, modern living, if you will. And they're not finding that. You know, it's hard to find that indicator. You can't. So, I mean, it doesn't um, exist. So you've got those folks who maybe are moving to town, um, don't have kids yet, don't need a house yet. Um, and then and maybe, may not be here for 25 years. Exactly. And maybe you also have folks who are, you know, looking to retire to downsize. So if they, you know, relocate to a, to a condo, a smaller setting, then yep. that frees up their house. I, I can tell you, uh, you can look right out across my window here, and there is a, a, an upstairs apartment that was renovated, you know, to be modern living. And a guy who spends like three months out of the year here in Decatur, I mean, it, it went like that because there's just so, I mean, paid for mm -hmm. an entire year to spend three months there. 
there's that kind of demand out there. I think so. And that's what we're hearing from the business leaders, especially the hospitals are really struggling to get, get housing for their doctors oh, and, and nurses. And Nova down, feed so. is coming. And, yeah, and we know, you, you know, you've got all kinds of, of, of this. So I think we've needed it for a long time, but I think now it is imperative. We, we hope so. And we're going to take a, a look at that, probably uh, move forward with searching for uh, proposals for that to get, you know, ideas. And, and then thoughts. I would think that would bring retail. Possibly. Yeah. There could be some mixed use down there. There's, you know, the zoning ordinances and whatnot that we have to abide by. And there's, there's ordinances are those, uh, the cities, but there's been a whole, there's already a, uh, special permitting allowed down there that was adopted as part of the Nelson Mark master plan. So right, how, what, do you know what land you own versus what land they own in terms of park district city? Yeah. So the, the technical term is, I believe the city owns, uh, the lake to elevation 614 water level. Yeah. And after that, from elevation 614, basically uh, back through Nelson Park, that's all park district property. So we own the land, city owns the water. Okay. And so, so wouldn't you have your own zoning ordinances? Uh, we all have to abide by zoning ordinances within the city. If you own land, you still have to abide by, you know, how tall a building you can build, how far the setbacks have to be, what the minimum number of parking spaces are, that kind of thing. So And pay all the appropriate fees. But... But we, we are working with the city and, uh, you know, they, they, to do a development like this, there's water, sewer, even, you know, electric, which of course is Ameren. But, um, you know, the city has to play a role in helping get those services to the site. How's that relationship going? I think it's going well. Okay, um, good. Scott and it's I. It's not always city, been the case. Yeah, no. I, the city manager and I talk frequently. Um, you know, the city announced the the Garfield Park uh, project with, uh, well, I should say the Garfield School project. And then, of course, we have Garfield Park right next to that. So we're taking a look at uh, putting putting some dollars in and revitalizing Garfield Park as well. Uh, it's really big. It's not used. Um, all, that, all that space is not used frequently. So um, as we try to kind of downsize or right size um, some of our park spaces because we just have too much land. Uh, we're going to look at revitalizing and restructuring that park to give more elements the community wants to see in the park and put money in the park, but also at the same time downsize it a little bit to be able to maintain it better. Okay, we've only got time to do, I, I know there's a whole list of things that you'll be back Wednesday we have time to talk about, but February 10th, this Friday, is your hiring fair. Yep, real quick. This Friday, we've got our hiring fair at the DISC. We need to onboard between five and 600 employees. Three to summer. six p.m.? Three to six p.m. at the DISC. So come, uh, lots of our facilities have positions available. Baseball softball registration is open right now, so if you've got a kid interested in t-ball or softball, check out uh, the DISC or our website and uh, look for more information about that. And then February right, 10th, said we only Time for one, Clay. <laughs> this is all on your website. I know. And we talk about the same once every week. Yeah, we can, we can get right time. Now. Okay. Yeah, this is stuff coming up. All right. We got to go. We have, we're late for the break. The job fair, 3 to 6, this Friday at the disc. Make sure you check it out. Some people get hired on the spot. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.